Hello, welcome to the Billingham Veg Fest Show. This is Selena. So it's November, and that means we've been doing the show for two years. We hope you've enjoyed listening to us. It's been a pleasure for us. We feel so fortunate that KPNWDB has given us this platform and just pretty much like letting us talk about anything and everything that we want to talk about, things that are passionate that we're passionate about and we are so lucky that this month is no different. We have another show with another topic that we hold near and dear to our hearts. Today, we're going to be talking to Chelsea Matthews, the fearless leader of Wacom Feline Alliance. Welcome, Chelsea. Thank you for having me, Selena. Oh, you're welcome. So I've known you for a while. It's, you know, I'm not going to keep it a secret. I know Chelsea pretty well. I've been a volunteer with Wacom Feline Alliance for a little over three years now, and I'm currently a foster mom in the system. <laughs> And even though I'm involved with this organization, I have to tell you guys, I'm completely blown away every single day on a daily basis by the, dedica- the dedication and commitment that Chelsea and the team have to the cats of Watson County. So I am so happy that we get to talk to you today. Let's get into it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> when we get to talk to other vegans, I always like to ask about your vegan journey and like how that got started. Cause I think it's, it's usually different, but very similar to a lot of other vegans. Yeah. So I grew up with animals in my childhood, including, you know, animals that would be con- traditionally considered farm animals, but to us, they were pets. So I think having that background definitely helped. And then I grew up and formed a cat rescue, Welcome Feline Alliance and began my career as a pet care provider. So it, it doesn't, it's more about who I am. You know, I'm a person that saves lives, improves lives and cares for, for animals. So I just didn't find it to make sense that I would be harming them through my diet or any other choices. So yeah, it, it was a slow and gradual change, but it, it feels in line with who I am. Thanks for sharing that. What is Welcome Feline Alliance? A Whatcom Feline Fit No-Kill Feline Rescue in Whatcom County focused on primarily the feline population county, saving and improving those lives. So when did you start Whatcom Feline Alliance? Um, it was two years ago. I worked under somebody else um, that was kind of aging out of it and sort of took over as kind of took what I learned from her and, and created my own. That's right. Yeah. So there was actually Creatures Comfort. Correct. That's right. And you were the kind of like the lead person for that. And so yeah, I forgot that it kind of, kind of had a mentorship. Yeah. you mentor- And then you kind of transitioned into Walk and Feline Alliance. Yes made you start Welcome Feline Alliance? Um, well, it was just, I was in shock once I got involved with a feral colony. Um, it's actually a feral colony behind our adoption center and started, you know, getting involved and seeing that the the lack of res- the resources just didn't meet the needs of the community. So I decided to try to bridge the gap and try to fill in between the, the existing resources that were there because it, it was not enough. So what is a feral colony for those that don't know? A feral colony is a group of unsocialized cats or kittens that have had no or limited human contact. And so if if they're left unmanaged, they will breed 
and reproduce. They usually congregate around like food sources. And, and I mean, there's millions and millions of them in America. So, you know, behind restaurants and apartment complexes, anywhere where there's human civilization, there's going to be feral cats. They're definitely here to stay. So I know this isn't one of the questions I sent you, but you just got me thinking. So as Welcome Feline Alliance, how do you, when you learn about a feral c- community colony, how do you assess that? And because I, I would imagine that your goal is to keep them all alive, of course, but or some of do you leave them alone once they're spayed or neutered? Or yeah. How does that work? So the, the all sorts of different things have been tried to manage these cat populations, but the most effective and the most humane is trap, neuter, return. And trap, neuter, return is where the colony is trapped, humanely, vaccinated and altered out of vet, spayed or neutered, held for recovery, and then returned to occupy their original territory. If they are removed, it creates an open space, which nature will try to fill with more unfixed cats, kind of as an, a vacuum effect. And so actually, they just go back out, they stop reproducing, and they occupy the space, keeping new cats from coming in there and, and keeping the rodent population down, things like that. Wow, okay, I never thought about that. But are there times when you, you know, you you meet a colony of feral cats and they're rehomeable or they're homeable? Or- yes, it, it's definitely not something, a strategy we would use for cats that could go on to optimal indoor homes. You know, sometimes in those colonies, stray cats that can be resocialized join or new kittens that's, that could be socialized if they're young enough. And sometimes it's just not safe. So relocations are done on a case-by-case basis because we want them to be returned to a safe place or with a caretaker that will continue to feed them and take care, look okay. out for them. And I realize I just made up a word. I said rehomable. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think that, that is a word. So anyway, <laughs> so, okay. So, the, so there's the feral communities or colonies um, of cats but I know there's other ways that cats end up in your care. And so let's yeah. talk about some of those. Um, well, we get calls every day from people in the community who are in distress or need a little help. And, you know, there can be a variety of situations. You know, they find a, an abandoned cat shows up in their yard or, you know, they're going through a divorce or someone in their family has passed away or even just financial reasons if they're having to lose their home and move. So. It can be a lot of different things, but most of the time, there are strays that show up and have kittens. Speaking of kittens, <laughs> let's talk about TNR, so trap, neuter, return. return. And you, you already talked about that a little bit, but what, I mean, it sounds so obvious, but if it was obvious, we wouldn't have this issue. Yeah, so let, so most, let's talk about that. most of the kittens do come, do originate from unmanaged feral colonies. Up to 80% oh. of all kittens come from a feral colony. So we find it important to, you know, address things at the root because a lot of kittens don't even survive. And, you know, we want to stop that cycle of suffering. Wow. So how often can a female cat get pregnant and, ha- and deliver a female cat can get pregnant up to three times a year, so three different litters, and she can actually become pregnant with her first litter at four months of age. What? I knew it was young. I didn't quite. So 
Oh my gosh. So like, I mean, so four, so three litters a year, I don't know, four to six cats per litter. I mean, wow. Yeah. It gets out of control quickly and it's, it's really problematic when you have such young, unvaccinated kittens having litters of kittens. There's all sorts of health issues. Cause the kittens themselves are then born with health issues. Yeah, exactly. They're more susceptible to disease. More things can go wrong during the birthing process. Wow. Goodness. So, okay, what if I find a cat and I don't, like, I just, I'm outside and I find a cat? As a general rule, I think people should remember that not all cats they see outside could be lost. It's important to investigate it, but I would, you know, I just wouldn't make the assumption that it's lost. So investigate, we're going to look to see if they have a collar, make sure that there's no tag or something with a, you know, a number on it, obviously. Yeah. What do you think about if the cat seems friendly enough, taking the cat to a vet to have them? Yeah, if you have a carrier or a secure way to transport a found cat, you can have it scanned at any veterinarian's office for a microchip, which might help reunite that kitty with its family. Well, because now I, because you said investigate, so I'm trying to think of different, how can you investigate? Uh, Some feral cats who have been fixed have an ear tip to to signify. So if they're missing the left point of their ear, that's another indicator that that cat is not lost, but at its home. Interesting. Okay. On the, on the flip side, what should someone do if they lose their indoor cat? Their indoor cat somehow gets, uh, it's my biggest fear. It's my biggest fear, but what would I, what could I do? What should I do? Um, one helpful tip that people don't often think of is to actually employ the use of a humane trap to recover your, your missing indoor outdoor kitty. So, so trap them yourself. I mean, put out a trap. How would they get a trap? They can rent them from a humane society tip usually, or um, some check with a rescue. Often they have them out that they can loan out as well. Does Walk and Feline Alliance have those to loan out? We do. We have a special volunteer that has a trap that she will loan for people in the community who are experiencing this situation. So that sounds like a very special volunteer that's willing (laughs) to do that. So, So I've also heard putting out the cat's litter box. Is that something you recommend? That's something I actually don't recommend. It's a, it's a nice thought, but I think it, even if it did work, it, it also brings in and attracts bully cats and predators like coyotes. So it could actually keep your cat away or put them in danger. But the humane trap nicely attracts them and then contains them safely so that you can bring them inside. I think that was, is definitely the way to go. Do you recommend putting like, I've seen people say, like put an article of your clothing. Yeah, I do. I think draping an article of your clothing over the trap is is something that can be effective. Okay, cool. So you mentioned, you know, spay and neuter services. What does Walk and Feline Alliance offer as far as that goes? Yeah, so we we spay and neuter all of our adoptable kitty, all of our kitties and ferals. But we also offer assistance to the public to encourage them to get their own cats spayed or neutered, feral colonies included, or just their own domestic pets. So we do host a once a month public clinic that people are invited to register their kitties for. And we also accept spay neuter vouchers, which are issued by the Alternative Humane Society oh. here in Whatcom County. Okay, so we'll add links to that on the show notes. So if you're out there and you are looking to get your cat spare neutered, we're going to make it easy for you. <laughs> yeah. 
I just, this question just, I just thought of this question, you know, what if somebody wants a cat? What are questions that they should ask themselves to ensure that they're ready for a cat? Because it's a big responsibility. I know, I'll just talk about my cat, Cabby. I, you know, he was someone that I found on the streets. <laughs> I took him to a vet. He didn't have a microchip. I, I put up signs, posters. I posted that I found him online and, and no one, you know, no one came to claim him. Well, 10 years later, actually ex- almost exactly 10 years later, November, here he is. And he's been very expensive. <laughs> he's had a lot of urinary tract issues and we're happy, you know, to take care of him. But it's a big it's a big commitment. Yeah. Well, I think um, you want to make sure, first of all, you don't have any allergies because a lot of times people will adopt and then realize they do have a, an allergy. So that would be one thing. But yeah, making sure you're prepared financially. Um, we recommend, you know, with the rising cost of veterinary care and emergencies these days, we definitely recommend insuring your pet. The one that we always refer people to is True Panion. Okay. I don't know if we're allowed to say yes, that or of not. Course, of course. But um, but just any sort of pet care cover, pet pet insur- health insurance coverage would be good. Um, and yeah, do that young because it's I think it's easier yes. and cheaper to do it young. Yeah, make sure you have a good pet sitter. That's a good that's a good point though because I you know we like to get real on this show and I have seen people rehome you know, try to rehome their cats because they're going on vacation mm-hmm. or, you know, things like that. So yeah. I think, you know, getting to know a pet, a local pet sitter, which by the way, you do. Yes, um, I the, do. What's the name of your? Cozy Critter Care. Okay, Cozy, we'll put a link for that as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, getting, yeah, making sure that you have someone to, to care for your cat when you can't, right? Yeah, consider your long-term plans for your life and consider your existing pets as well. Oh, yes, and kids. Kids, right? Kids. Yeah. And, and make sure you, you consider carefully whether you want a kitten or an adult. Cause there's a big difference. There is a big difference. <laughs> there is a really big difference, isn't there? <laughs> so what is Walk and Feline's most urgent need right now? Besides getting the public on board, getting them to spay and neuter their cats. What, what is Walk and Feline and Feline's uh, need? Our everyday most urgent need right now would be canned adult food, mostly due to a shortage going on right now with Frisky's pate, which is really a big staple of the rescue kitties. Well, let's back up a little bit. So you are a, and you mentioned it already, but let's talk a little bit more about it. You are a foster home-based rescue. So that, what does that mean? Um, that means that we don't actually have a public facility, like a brick or, and mortar building. We operate out of volunteer foster homes that give individualized care to, to the kitties. And that care ranges, you know, all over the place. <laughs> it does. Every, all these cats and kittens are individuals. They all have individual care plans and different medical, dietary, socializing, socialization needs. They're all a little bit different. And Welcome Feline Alliance provides the supplies and the vet care to those homes, to the foster homes. We do. And how many foster homes do you think that you have right now? Right now, probably 20. We usually have anywhere between 15 to 25. I'd say right now, currently 20. So you're about 20. And how many cats do you think are that right just right now that you have in your care? As an organization, we have a lot of kittens. We're very 
overbalanced. We're, we're very lopsided. We have more kittens than adults. Um, it fluctuates, but I would say 50 something kittens and maybe, maybe 40 adults. I mean, think about that, you guys. Like, this is one organization that does not have a building. They have almost a hundred cats in their care. That's a hundred maybe, lives. Maybe more. Maybe more, but that's a hundred lives out there. That's, I mean, it's just incredible. Oh my goodness. Um, so you have a lot of kittens. You got 50 kittens. What if someone wants to adopt a cat? What should they do? Uh, the first step would be going down and visiting our PetSmart Adoption Center and filling out an application there to to apply for a kitten. So the process, so the cat, so you do, so you have a place where you show some kids. We do. Yeah, and that's in the PetSmart right on Meridian. Yeah. But not all the cats are there. Those are, there's only limited spots there. And so what happens is the cats go from fo- foster and then when they're ready, they go, when there's room, they go to the foster, yes. to the adoption center. Yes. Some of them, we, li- we do try to list all of them on our pet finder and some of them actually just meet their adopter and are directly taken home from the center without ever having to check in and stay at night at okay. the adoption center. So that's ideal. That's ideal. <laughs> we love the, the adoption center though. It's a great, it's great we to do. have that space. Yeah, it's wonderful. We, yeah. we are happy to have it and grateful for it and we make it work. We're s- yeah. s- small, but effective. Yeah. Yeah. So if, so they, you want them to go check out pet finder, go to the pet spot adoption center, fill out a paper copy adoption application yes. there. Yeah, so how, so other than the Pet Smart Adoption Center, how can people find Walk and Feline Alliance? Um, well, we're on social media. Our main site is the Facebook site, and my phone number is listed there. We also recently just started adding cute pictures to our Instagram. So Instagram, Facebook, and that's all I can think of, too. <laughs> Email and phone number. Email, of course, of course. And how, if, our, if we have anybody out there listening that would like to donate, how can they do that? Well, we have a PayPal. You accept donations, right? We do. We do. <laughs> we, we graciously accept your donations. So we can accept them on our PayPal link, which is listed on our Facebook page fairly often. We also have a donate button um, installed on our Facebook page. We have a Chewy wish list. That people order supplies from that come directly to us. And they can find that link on the Facebook? The Facebook, okay. yes. We have a mailing address for checks if there's any check writers. Okay. And we can take some cash donations at our center if you just want to drop off some money. I, I hope it's okay that I share this. but So I currently have two foster cats um, in my care for, for Walk and Feline Alliance. And they were from a, fer- a feral colony. And they're... They're sick, right? And I can just tell you that Walk and Feline Alliance stops at nothing to get their cats healthy. The money that goes in, I could cry right now because the money that they, that goes into these cats, it's, it's no joke, you guys. So if you have any extra change, any money, please donate. It's thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. So, okay. <laughs> I hope that was okay. That I yes, that's that. fine. And if someone would like to volunteer or foster. Yeah, if they reach out to us, we can send information through email. We have some easy forms, applications to fill out to get you signed up for that as well. Okay. I highly recommend it. It's super fun. I've, d- I've done both. I volunteered in the, the PetSmart Adoption Center for almost three years. And then I am now just doing fostering. I love them both. I love it both. I love it all. 
If you could ask the public to do one thing on the behalf of cats, what would that be? The thing I would just ask is for them to approach cats with compassion and to just keep educating yourselves on cat issues and, and how to best care for cats. Okay. And I think following Walk, walk and Feeling Alliance is a good start because I think that you do a great job of educating and really telling the hard truth, but also showing so much of the good that goes along with it. So I think that would be a really great start to follow the page and see what's really going on out there. <laughs> this is random, but I always like to ask, what's your favorite vegan meal in Bellingham? Well, I like uh, the Aztec tamales at New Mexico Tamale Company. That's right. And I love New Mexico Tamale. They actually did a few what do you call it? Donation drives. Right? Yes, they've been very supportive of our work. Oh, that's awesome. And I just want to say, I, as, as vegans, I think a lot of times our focus is farm animals with, with good reason. You know, I mean, I think that they obviously not many people think of farm animals very often like we do. But also, I, I just want to remind everyone that even the animals that people are supposed to love, dogs and cats, they're still struggling out there. <laughs> and gosh, I didn't mean to get choked up, but it's easy to think, you know, that dogs and cats are loved, loved and we don't have to worry about them as much, but we certainly do. There's, we've not even scratched the surface. We're not, you know, and I don't want to be, I don't want to leave, you know, leave this show on a, on a dark note, but yeah, get out there and support yeah. the local rescues. I always call it, you know, joining the alliance, combining our forces, unity, having hope and being optimistic for a brighter future. I love that. I'm just going to end it right there, <laughs> okay. partly because I don't want to cry anymore. <laughs> and that was beautiful. So thank you. Thank you so much, Chelsea. Yeah, thank you. I know it's very emotional because <laughs> so we'll, you're so passionate about it. Well, yeah. So we will put the links, some special links in the show notes. And okay. Thank you. Everyone. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Thank you for listening to this month's episode of the Bellingham Veg Fest show. If there are topics that you'd love to hear more about, please reach out. You can find us at bellinghamvegfest.org and be sure to follow Bellingham Veg Fest on Instagram and Facebook.